Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. What's going on, successes, listeners? Tyler McCard coming at you. Episode one eighteen, baby. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Oh man, guys. Um, so <laughs> uh, this is going to be a very interesting episode. Uh, maybe a very sobering one, and uh, very real and just authentic. Uh, not that I haven't ever been authentic with you guys, but so I'm driving in my car. It is eleven fifty-five. And it is August the 8th on Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday, um, 2017. And I had a, uh, you know, really a huge event uh, that just happened in my life. Um, I'm 39 years young right now in my life. And this past Sunday... My mom went on to be with the Lord, and I'm actually headed to the funeral home right now um, to go to the viewing and to go and celebrate my mom's victory and my mom's life. So I have to <laughs> I have to talk. Uh, I've been asked to speak uh, at my mom's funeral service tomorrow. And so I said, you know what better way to do this, but to go ahead and practice on you guys. (laughs) I just got done. I I finally had uh, about literally 15 minutes ago where that I was able to kind of capture a lot of thoughts that I had been thinking over the last, you know, day or so and be able to bring those all together and put them on uh, digital paper, <clears throat> just kind of write them down. Uh, cause this, you know, whenever, just like when anybody ever, you know, if anybody ever passes away in your family is a close loved one, uh, you know, time really kind of, uh, is irrelevant and all, all other things outside of the family and what's going on kind of gets put on hold and, you know, business gets put on hold, you know, everything just gets put on hold. And I've learned, I'm learning that right now and experiencing an extra real, in real time, okay, real time. And so it's been a, it's been an interesting, you know, last couple days uh, with me and I'm driving to the funeral home. So I've got about a 30 minute drive ahead of me. So it allows me to kind of uh, talk out uh, this talk that I'm going to give or, you know, what I feel like, feel led to give uh, for and my mom's funeral, which, you know, I'm just uh, going to believe and I'm going to have to turn around uh, because there is a railroad crossing in this little shortcut I take and uh, it looks like the train has actually stopped. So it does me no good to actually sit there and wait where I've got to be somewhere. Anyway, uh, so is life and so is you just go around obstacles sometimes. You figure your way out. So, 
my my mom uh, is uh, obviously um, you know in heaven right now. Uh, I know she's a Christian uh, and so forth, but she is uh, she's gone on to be with the Lord. She's now whole and healed. Um, she was uh, we were we had believed that she would be fully restored and fully healed here in the earth. Um, and heal of cancer. Um, but you know what? That didn't exactly work out uh, the way that we had wanted it to work out. And, you know, I don't have all the answers right now. I mean, I have thoughts, but I'm not going to go into those thoughts as of today and even on this episode right now. But I can tell you, um, you know, my mom's life <coughs> is is a life of victory, a life of the small things in life that we take for granted or we don't even think really mean a hill of beans about, but they really are things that move everything forward. And I woke up uh, on Monday morning thinking about how that big doors swing on very small hinges. And what I mean by that is we cannot despise or cannot really, we have to put more value on these small things that seem so insignificant. You know, the Bible clearly says that God actually sees it when you give your fellow man a cup of cold water. He sees that. And even when Jesus was at the temple watching people put their money in and saw the the widow put in the two copper coins that weren't even worth a, you know, a, a penny, he saw that. He didn't really pay much attention to what the other, you know, people were placing in there. But he sure did pay attention to that small detail that that lady put before him and gave her all. And so I know for myself personally that my mom did small things that seem so trivial. I mean, here here's a great question. You know, what does um you know, what does a <laughs> mosquito repellent wristband, Betty Boop nightlight and Mickey Minnie Mouse pajamas and post-it notes on a door have to do with anything? Well, these little things that might seem so insignificant, so trivial, mean a lot. I was on Sunday night, Sunday evening, you know, when everybody had left my home, my, me and my dad were the last ones there at the house. And we, I, you know, after everyone had gone and 
you know, leaving the driveway, and you know, I said, "Hey, Dad, you know, let's 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 just go take for, take a walk. Let's get out of the house. Let's just take a walk and kind of walk things out right here, if, if you don't mind, Dad." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's let's do that." And he said, well, "Hey, look, you know, I know this is gonna sound kind of weird, but <laughs> and only your mom, Ty." Only your mom will think of something this insignificant, but come on in the house. And so I'm like, what in the world is it that dad's going in to get? And we walk into the house, and over there on the on, on this table is these little wristbands that are kind of the scrunchy wristbands that, you know, can kind of squeeze your hand a little bit once they get on you, but they have that insect, that mosquito insect repellent uh, that they're made out of. I guess it, it might be that wax or the waxes around the cord of it. But you put, you put it on your wrist. <laughs> and you can go outside and do what you need to do and have that, on, have that with you and not have to spray anything on you. And even though that it seems so trivial or insignificant... That is what my mom was thinking about. How can she help her babes, which aka her grandchildren, you know, wear these things so they can go outside and not get eaten up by bugs or mosquitoes? <laughs> and she went online somewhere and bought those things. But you know what? I mean, that's what a mom or that's what someone that is, you know, just taking the time to think about others and have just the smallest impact but man just means so much the Betty Boop and Minnie Mouse pajamas you know my cousin Meredith you know before my mom passed away came in the room and you know we were talking about just different stories and when Meredith was 15 16 years old my mom went to her school and brought to the school as a gift or whatever it was to Meredith, a 15, you know, 16-year-old young lady, a Betty Boop nightlight and Minnie Mouse pajamas. And guess what? Meredith now is, I think Meredith might be like 34, 35, 36, somewhere in there. That's all Meredith is. And Meredith today still remembers that and still has those Minnie Mouse pajamas and that Betty Boop nightlight. Because what 16-year-old doesn't need a Betty Boop nightlight and Minnie Mouse pajamas? <laughs> but you know what? It was a small, insignificant thing, but man, it carried tremendous weight with Meredith. And then, you know... What does posting notes on the door mean? Well, we, my, me and some of my friends were coming back from Myrtle Beach. You know, it was actually three couples. My, Amy and I, uh, another couple, Kurt and Amy, and another couple. And we were all traveling together from Myrtle, from Myrtle Beach to come to the Catalyst Conference that Andy Stanley and John Maxwell were putting on really for the first time. Um, I think they might have had something that was similar to it, but this was really the first inaugural Catalyst Conference 
you know, that they were having, and it was a big deal, and, you know, all uh, us three couples, we were leading a youth group back in Myrtle Beach, and we wanted to grow our leadership and, and learn, and, you know, we were jacked about, you know, all of us driving, riding together, and, and um, you know, my, you know, I think it was our Yukon together, and, you know, getting there, and we got, you know, got to my parents, we stayed at my parents' house, and it was already late when we got there, maybe like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, and <laughs> only my mom had put post-it notes on the doors and with instructions about, you know, who was sleeping where and, you know, where the toothpaste was and, you know, if they needed, you know, some towels, where the towels were, but she put little post-it notes on the door frames all around the different places where we were at. And my friend Kurt, <laughs> you know, on Facebook, uh, to the post I made on Facebook, he commented, you know, I still never will forget the post-it notes on the doors. <laughs> and that was like maybe, you know, uh, 14 years ago. And, you know, gang, I'm telling you something that don't despise small beginnings. I mean, why does the Word say, why does, why does God call the Word uh, the seed? Because it starts out small. And my mom was only five foot. But man, I tell you one thing. Mom was powerful. My mom left a legacy, left an impression on me and my sisters and my dad that will carry on for all of eternity, for generations. Because of those small, insignificant things that might seem insignificant, but man, they carried a force, you know, 14, 15, 16, 20 years later. So you can't sit there and discount the small acts that you might do, the smile that you might give somebody, the, the, the handshake or looking somebody in the eye and, you know, giving them a boost of confidence or that small text message that you might be able to give somebody of a word of encouragement or just saying, hey, I was thinking about you today. I'm just praying for you, brother or sister. You know, hope all is well. Or just even a phone call. And the other thing that, oh, there's, there's a couple other things that I was thinking about is, you know, one is I'm going to talk about, I probably won't talk about on this episode, maybe a different episode. But man, I really did get to witness, you know, my dad... And my mom's love between the two of them. I mean, they demonstrated that love together of sticking close and making sure family was together. And, you know, it all started with 4-H camp and 4-H camp and a suitcase. My dad saw my mom. My mom had red hair. And my dad spotted my mom in a crowd when they were all getting off the buses at 4-H camp back at Rock Eagle. 
uh, in Georgia, Edenton, Georgia. My dad spotted her and walked over and offered to carry my mom's suitcase. And I mean, they might have been like maybe in the sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade, I believe. I'm not sure exactly when it was. But, you know, my mom and dad truly loved each other and it truly radiated, you know, out. And, you know, it was just a, it's an awesome love story. It's an awesome testimony to the love that, that they had for each other. And, you know, I saw my dad, you know, just how he's been beside my mom through this whole thing and just never leaving her side and just encouraging my mom. And, you know, uh, it, and it made me just what an example I had with that. And it made me stiffen my spine on being a husband that would be beside my wife through thick and thin and fight the battles side by side. Cause it says that, you know, uh, it says that a, you know, two braided cord is stronger, a three braided cord is stronger. And man, that third braid guys is not only your spouse, but having, you know, the Holy spirit working and with you in those difficult situations and, you know, where the, you know, one person's faith might be kind of waxing and, you know, kind of going down, but you know what, the other person can build them back up and the, the Holy Spirit's the supercharge that makes all that kind of come together. Golly, man, that's good. What an example. And it made me also want to hug my wife and let her know that, man, I appreciate her and I don't, I don't want to see her go. And then the last thing, guys, that I'm going to say, and I'm going to end up with this right here, is go hug your mom. Go hug your mom. If she's still alive, if she's still, you know, around, drop the bitterness that you might have, drop the strife, because that is nothing but the enemy, and go hug your mom. Because let me tell you something, I can't do that now. Mom and I had a great relationship, and we, you know, every bit of it was a great relationship, but you know what? I can't go and hug my mom. I can't squeeze her hand right now. And it's not worth it. It is so not worth the, the whatever that might be between you and your mom or you and your, you know, loved one, whomever the loved one is. You know, I've, I've tried to make it a habit that if I, you know, have a, just a, a quick premonition about somebody or, you know, somebody like my dad or just thinking about my mom or, you know, uh, to call them, especially, you know, your loved ones. I, I remember, you know, that, you know, it says to honor your father and mother, even if they've hurt you, it says to honor them. And you know what it does? Oh, man, this is so good. God, it's so good. Because this is one of the Ten Commandments with a promise. And you know what that promise is? So that you have long life. <laughs> oh, man. God. Honor 
your mom and dad. Call them. Love on them. Tell them how much you appreciate them. Don't let that time go by. Don't let a minute go by about that. Ah, man. So good. It's worth it, guys. It's too, there's too much you know, at stake for your life to waste it on things that are insignificant. And I know for me personally that I know I'm going to see my mom again. And I hope that you're going to see your mom or your dad or, you know, your loved one again in heaven. And I pray to the Lord that you have your relationship right with your Heavenly Father. That you have gone about and accepted your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Accepted Him and made Him the Lord and Savior. And it's just a simple prayer. Hey, Jesus, come into my life. I need you. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you in my life. I'm making you the Lord and Savior of my life. And that's all you got to say. And he'll do that. He'll do that. So success as community, I'm glad I got to practice on you guys. I appreciate you doing this. This is episode 118. Um, This is just a testimony of my mom. And how much I love her. How much I appreciate her. This uh, this thing did not come from God at all. This was straight from the pit of hell. And I, I curse cancer. I hate Satan. And they can go back to hell for all it's worth. So success as community. Wow. There's a little sobering message for you right there. But I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. You know what? I'll catch you guys on the other side. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.